Welcome to the Plan Is podcast with me, Caroline Dunn. I'm a personal trainer, nutrition coach, yoga teacher, and a geek obsessed with learning how to live the biggest, fullest, most joyful life and helping you do the same. In this podcast, we'll cover fitness, nutrition, mindset yoga, and personal development because it's time to stop putting our health into boxes. It's time to care about the whole beautiful, messy you, mind, body, and spirit. The plan is to rise up, sweat, get stronger, be joyful, let it go, pause, laugh, try again, breathe, and do our best. I am so happy you're here. Hello and welcome to today's podcast and I have set myself a little goal for today's podcast which is to not speak so quickly. (laughs) Wish me luck. (laughs) I just get excited, I get carried away and my mouth cannot keep up with how quickly I want to share these things. So in an attempt to be slower, I will try and be slower. (laughs) We are going to dive in today about how our nervous system might affect our mental health. And I'm going to proceed this episode with two things. First of all, saying keep in contact, head to my website, sign up to my mailing list, and I would love to be supporting you along your journey to health, fitness, inner strength, peace, and power. Um, So the link is in the show notes right now. You get my free getting started guide. In fact, go binge on all my free resources. There's a get fit plan, a getting started guide, and a meditation bundle as well. Um, And second thing is, um, even though we're talking about, oh, be slow, even though (laughs) we're talking about mental health today, please, none of this discussion, these suggestions are a substitute for seeing a mental health professional and mental health treatment. So um, I am not a doctor or a therapist, and these are from a holistic health and fitness perspective, not a mental health professional. Okay, so I wonder whether you have considered the role that your nervous system plays in your mental health. And I've come to think of almost like several individuals that make up my well-being. I don't know if individuals is quite the right word. They're almost like I give them this individual identity to help me figure out what they need and how to look after them. And one would be my body. How is my body feeling right now? What does my body need? What stresses, what signals, what sensations are there in my body? The next one is my mind. How, what does my mind need right now to decompress, to process, to unwind? And thirdly, my nervous system. What does my nervous system need right now to be able to be safe, be secure? Um, so your nervous system comprises, if you're not quite sure, of your central nervous system, which is your brain, and your spinal cord 
And then you have two different types or branches of your nervous system. You have your sympathetic nervous system. That's the one that ramps everything up. It's what's responsible for our fight or flight response. And you also have the parasympathetic nervous system, which is what down regulates everything. After we've been high as a kite, stressed out, uh, doing something really high performance, our parasympathetic nervous system is the one that brings us back down to kind of level pegging. We're safe, we're secure, we can relax right now. And our nervous system really influences what we think and how we connect to those around us. And a flexible, resilient nervous system is able to recover from stress well. Stress not being good or bad, just stress that happens in our life. And it gives us, therefore, emotional, physical, and mental health. Nervous system dysregulation is when we get stuck in the overstimulation or fight or flight. And when we get this chronic nervous system system dysregulation, see, speaking slowly is not helping me. (laughs) Um, When we get stuck in chronic overstimulation, overstimulation then we can have symptoms such as like high emotional reactivity intrusive thoughts chronic depression anxiety and emotional shutdown and those are all just coping mechanisms we need them and we have used them to get through tough stuff we can also with this sort of nervous system dysregulation we can read and react more negatively to people And this influences, therefore, how much we can deeply connect with others. And holding my hand up here, I have a slightly overly stressful life where I attempt to do too much. And part of that is we're still waiting for the house move. So I'm still in my full-time job. And I'm still, therefore, building my business on the side. But I think everything that I'm coping with is just an example of you know, what is the norm for most of us? We're all doing too much. We're all trying to cope with everything. We're all juggling too many balls and afraid of dropping them all. We're trying to be everything to everyone and it's exhausting. Not many of us have enough downtime. And so I can't stress how much exercising and investing in my nervous system has helped me cope it's helped me stay feeling well I genuinely think that if I hadn't had some of the practices I've had I would have had a breakdown by now like physical and emotional so I guess my first venture into in inverted commas training my nervous system obviously I didn't know I was doing that at the time began with yoga but there are so many different ways to achieve these effects so I see yoga as just one tool to train your nervous system and before we dive into these practices I also think that if you're like me we tend to put them off when we are in periods of high stress or chronic stress then we go into survival mode and survival mode doesn't necessarily leave a lot of time for like relaxation for ourselves even 
And then also these practices, they, they have little instant gratification. And when we're stressed and all we need is stress relief, food, bed, <laughs> then we don't necessarily engage in these preventative practices until we reach crisis point and we can no longer put up with how we're living or our symptoms. And I guess also it's a little bit symptomatic or problematic through what society tells us, telling us that productivity is important and how much we can do and cope with just perfectly adds up to how much we're worth. So of course, in that case, I guess we're likely to tell ourselves we're too busy. So let me give some suggestions today as to ways we can train our nervous system to be flexible, to be resilient and return to balance. When we're stressed out, we want to be able to respond up and then we want to be able to respond back down again. So first tip is actually nutritional. It's to ensure we have adequate vitamin B levels. So whilst in some instances B vitamin deficiency can be rare, it also cannot be. And B vitamins and folate are vital for a functioning nervous system. You can largely find them in animal products and they help our bodies, for example, produce neurotransmitters such as dopamine and serotonin. And you've probably heard of those, like the happy hormone um, and then dopamine is like the more hormone. Imagine for me the, the square of chocolate. <laughs> so if you put that square of chocolate in your mouth and quite often you're not thinking about the actual sensation of the chocolate in your mouth, you're thinking more, your brain's going more. Where's the next piece of chocolate come from? That's dopamine, the more hormone. Um, so ensuring that you get these, a, a variety of animal products or being aware that if you are more plant-based, that you need to still be sourcing those B vitamins as a priority. Okay, so tip number two to train our nervous system is cold exposure so cycles of heat and cold are emerging as really beneficial for us in our immune response inflammation sleep quality and improved focus and you know they've these practices they've been around for centuries haven't they you know with um bathing in freezing waters and things and the idea behind it if you're wondering what the heck is it all about the idea is you put your nervous system under a controlled amount of stress and discomfort and therefore this allows it to adapt and become much more resilient and it works the same way pretty much in the way in what your muscles do after a workout you don't get stronger during the workout you get stronger in your muscles adapting to the workout afterwards and so Many of you may have heard of the Wim Hof method. It's been made popular by him um, that you can kind of do some of the simple things that he does to practice at home. One example might be to, at the end of your shower, turn it to cold for 10 seconds and then gradually increase the time. But someone much more practiced and versed in this did tell me that actually doing the shower thing can be a lot harder than literally just going swimming in a river for 10 minutes so currently I have to own I don't feel brave enough for this one yet yet but I'm going to I don't know how when where but it's something that I 
I'm going to be investigating and maybe we need to do a challenge in this together. Like, let me know on social media, would you be up for a cold water challenge to get us going with this cold exposure anymore? Okay, so our next one for training our nervous system is breath work. I am such a massive fan and advocate for breath work. I am fully sold on its ability to change our life. And I have said this to certain one-to-one clients. I think they maybe thought I was exaggerating. And once they'd kind of gone through a course of like breath work and and breathing practices, they agreed with me. (laughs) They said it was tools that they were going to use throughout their whole rest of their life. And it's a little bit, again, like working out. Once you've put in some effort and given it some time for your body to adapt, then your body is stronger. It's more resilient and the quality of, say, your sleep and the way that you move improves. And it's a bit, that's the same as with your breath. It's almost like with breathing practices over time, the quality of your breathing improves to such an extent that you just feel more well. I did write a whole blog post about ways to improve our breathing. So do check that out if you head to the blog section. But to give you um, a few short tips here. So breathing through our noses is great for our health. So even without doing any sort of breathing practice, no time whatsoever, then just breathing through our nose normally every day to day um, is amazing for us. It's the system that our body was designed to use to breathe. We're not really taught it in our society and culture like Western society. It almost just assumes, well, breathing's automatic. So why would we, how can we be doing it wrong? It's not that we're doing it wrong. It's just that we can be doing it better for our health. Um, When I first started breathing through my nose, I did have to break it down. And I decided to read like a couple of pages of a book reading through my nose And it was so difficult that I got to the end of the two pages and I couldn't actually remember anything that I'd read and had to start again, breathing through my mouth again, obviously. But basically, maybe start with two minutes. Don't try and like breathe through your nose for 24 hours if you are completely new to it. Um, So I've been practicing a while now with breath work. And in addition to just breathing through your nose there's things like over breathing and holding our breaths that can really help and again they act like a bit of a workout for our for our breath and um, check out some of the breathing episodes if you're interested in it more and um, next one is probably not a surprise to you because I talk about it here and on the blog a lot so the next way to train our nervous system is meditation yes no surprises there um you remember, or maybe you don't, go catch up on the episode if you didn't. I said in a recent meditation episode that it was called, I think it was called Six Truths About Meditation You Need to Hear, something like that, Um, that if I could pass a law for everyone in the world that they had to follow, that they had to do, it would be a consistent daily meditation practice. That meditation practice also including like breath work and repetitive exercise. Um, I still feel like 
I am at the beginning of my journey still with meditation. And there's lots and lots of myths surrounding it. So remember, it's not something that you can be good or bad at. It's not about not thinking. And its purpose is to change the relationship with our thoughts. Plus, it's actually one of the very, very few times that you will sit without being bombarded by external noise, mobile phones, notifications, news, children. And that doesn't mean you have to be in a perfectly calm, still, quiet environment. But how often otherwise do you sit and literally do nothing? Like no TV, no music. So I think it helps our nervous system decompress for that too. So practice number five is yoga. Yoga works because it combines movement and breathing. I'd also say specifically yin and restorative yoga can be especially helpful for training our nervous system to come back to a state of balance. And I also say that being acutely aware that I hated yin yoga for about the first two years of my practice. It was slow and a waste of my time. <laughs> but I now completely know that that is kind of the whole point. Um, so yin yoga, if you're wondering what it is, it's where you hold a particular pose, a particular stretch for between three to 10 minutes, which is a long time. Um, and whether you do that slower style of yoga or something that's more fast, more vigorous, you bring the same principles of meditation to it. You focus on your breath. And every time you notice your mind wanders, you choose very kindly to come back to the moment and the sensations of breath. Um, and if you want to practice yoga with me, then you can check out my YouTube channel and plus my membership. I have a whole library of classes in there for you. And finally... This is the last little tip on balancing and training our nervous system is learning a new skill. Learning a new skill. Like when was the last time you tried learning something new? So whether that's like playing the piano or baking or rock climbing or <laughs> the latest TikTok dance, doing something new is actually amazing for your brain. It literally allows new pathways to be forged and changes the way that your brain works so learn something new it can be something tiny as well like even for you to try and tie your shoelace with your other hand does that work no like <laughs> brush your teeth with the other hand something like that that just mixes things up um, can be enough novelty for your brain to try and adapt to so i think like in conclusion all of us can commit to creating the foundation for a healthy nervous system without spending hours of each day as ever. I want to keep this doable for you. And I do not think you should be investing tons of time and money into these things. I think there's so much that you can do with 30 seconds, with two minutes. Like even if you can carve out 10 minutes, amazing. But I think there is power in letting those little bits of time and little action stack up. So what's sparked here for you? Do you do any of these practices already? 
Or is there one of them that you'd like to try? So do share with me on social media. I love to hear from you. I will respond to DMs if I get them. Um, I am at The Plan by Caroline um, on all social media. And thank you so much for joining me. I will see you back here really, really soon. It makes me do a little happy dance to have had you join me in this episode. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe, rate it five stars and leave a written review. I so appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe to my mailing list also at www.theplancoaching.com so we can keep in touch. I love doing this with you and sharing the struggles, laughs and wins along the way. So I thank you for being here. And until next time, remember... Life's better with a plan.